Welcome to Plug In For More, brought to you by EVUniverse.com. EVUniverse is your one-stop shop for all things related to the electric vehicle. Here on this podcast, our goal is to educate, inspire, and hopefully make your transition into the electric vehicle marketplace a lot less intimidating. And now, here are your hosts, Mike, Tom, and Bryant. Welcome, Mike, podcast number eight. Um, exciting news for you as well. You decided to go off on a whim and buy another new car. Just had to one up Bryant. It sounds like is that the deal? Pretty much. I mean, that's how I how I do things. Um, I let him you know, dictate most things I do in my life. Um, <laughs> I'm just like kidding, but um, yeah, I uh, I saw what he did. Um, but frankly, I was thinking about it before. But there, I've been a BMW guy since I don't know since we started driving. Basically, always loved the old M3s. And I've had, I had four different five series over the years and I had a Z4. I got my wife into a three series many years ago, my mother into a four series, um, a couple of years ago. So very, very in tune with that brand, um, have always liked the way they do their interiors, the driving field, that sort of thing. And, um, when the new i4 and ix came out, that was intriguing to me to look at the i4 and the ix when they came out. However, um, when I first saw the specs in the car, especially the i4, that was the one that was most um, interesting um, in my mind, is the the specs weren't really that great. And, you know, they listed zero to 60 around four seconds. And for a car that's about the same size as a Tesla Model 3, that was, you know, a full second slower. And if I'm going to go get a performance car, you know, rather than an SUV, I want it to be fast. So I don't want to get something <laughs> slower than some of the cars I've been driving recently. Cut to uh, most recently is I've seen some different reviews in the car and some head-to-head comparisons of that BMW i4, especially the M50, because it comes in two different um, trim levels. One's the i the i4 M50, the other one is the i4 eDrive 40. And the main difference there is with the M50, it's a two-motor setup, so all-wheel drive. With the eDrive 40, it's a rear-wheel drive setup. Anyways back into this this purchase um i noticed on social media seeing different videos out there them driving and racing these um i4 m50s versus the tesla model 3 the m3 competition and looking at some of the numbers and the official numbers from bmw it right now is 0 to 60 in 3.7 seconds and for tesla it's 3.1 3.2 if you're looking at a one foot rollout and then that number so half second zero to 60 which is very significant once you get that low but then when you watch the videos and see what it truly is they're neck and neck all the way through the quarter mile on the tesla model 3 and even the um m3 competition hmm. which is a trim car and so my brain goes hey brian got a brand new car you know i've had my other my model y for a few months now and i'm always looking at what's next and so here I am with an i4 M50 that I was able to pick up. One thing that was kind of interesting about this particular car is if you didn't put in a reservation early with mo- like most EVs, you have to wait about a year or so to get them six months at least right now. And I know you're going through that process with your Mach-E. Mm-hmm. You're just kind of stuck. You can't get one. Um, the yeah. kind of only options right now is if someone has ordered one, it came in, you can maybe talk to the dealership and pick it up and you'll 
you'd have to do that the same day, essentially. You have to get super lucky when that happens because they're going down their list of people who have already ordered a car, see if they want to pick that car up. Um, another interesting thing about what BMW did is they sent one i4 and one iX to each dealership. So when I got it in my head that I wanted to buy this BMW, I started calling different dealerships. And I had test driven one at the local dealership. Very nice car. Really loved it. Really liked the seats. It was very familiar to me. So I wanted want to get one. If you look at different sites, they have um, a whole bunch of them listed. And so I go, hmm, let me call that dealership. Let me call this dealership. Unfortunately, all those actually aren't for sale. Those were the demo vehicles that BMW had sent. Uh-huh. So what did I do? Um, I kept calling and calling and calling different dealerships. And I was able, after about 35, 40 phone calls, to talk to a dealership that was an hour away from Scranton, Pennsylvania. So not your metro area dealership, one of the smaller dealerships I've seen. Um, And they were willing to sell their demo way early. Hmm. So I have now, after flying up there and picking it up, um, one of the first, I believe it's the first demo car um, in private party hands. And it's probably one of the first dozen or so that's hit the ground in the U.S. for a private party. Hmm. So I'm having fun with it. I drove it uh, about 600 miles back home and had a a blast with it so far. Still haven't taken all the wrappers off of it yet because the kids want to do it. So we'll we'll have fun with that later. But uh, (laughs) it's it's a joy joy to drive. And I would expect that, I mean, aside from the electric powertrain it probably has all the same fit and finish and bells and whistles that you'd come to expect from a bmw absolutely it does so the i4 m50 or e-drive 40 they're they're based off of the bmw uh four series grand coupe the interior is essentially the same the main difference you're going to see there is with the i4 is it has a very large wraparound screen that's continuous in front of the driver for the um instrument cluster and then also for all your um all your controls anything from climate to radio etc um and with the grand coupe it's a two screen setup so that part's improved but i mean everything else is is very very similar um you know some different m badging and i4 badging and blue seals and blue colors to make it um you know bmw electrified so to speak everything you'd come to expect didn't cut any corners as far as you know the fit and finish or the quality of the materials it feels fantastic but it's very heavy that's the one thing i noticed too especially compared to like a tesla model 3 or model y because i'm in that model y currently it you can feel they have more sound deadening that the glass is thicker that the leather is you know the, the Thicker materials all the way around. I believe that car weighs about a thousand pounds more than a comparable Model Three, which you can feel it when you drive. But it's still quick. It's got a lot of power to it. It looks like it comes with with a eighty-four kilowatt hour battery, eighty-three point nine. I'm looking at their website. Well, then that's probably accurate then. Uh, two hundred and twenty-seven to two hundred and seventy miles range. Why does it have a, a range like a, a yeah. spread so far? Just to clarify, we're talking about the M50 version, the dual motor setup, the performance yep. um, enhanced version. So the difference there is on the 270, those are 19-inch wheels that come standard. Mm. When you upgrade to the 20-inch rims and wheels, that's where it drops to 
the 227. Interesting. Yeah, it's not worth it. I mean, yeah. the, the the rims look fantastic, the 19s. And I always like big rims anyways, but um, A, for the ride, and then B, just for that. I mean, that's a lot of range to lose. It's a ton of range to lose. Yeah. Yeah, just to look pretty. Well, just like by comparison's sake, the like the Mach-E, which I know a lot about now, it's standard range battery is 230 miles. If you want to spend that extra five or six grand to get the extended range battery, it'll get you up to 270. That 50 miles is costing you five grand and you're going to lose that just by switching wheel size. Like, and pay more to do it. <laughs> I didn't yeah. consider that. Yep. Yep. So you got to pay more to do it. And I, I think that, uh, that cost is around $1,500 to upgrade those rims. Oh, yep. Huh. Somewhere that. It's, it's, it's a, it's a price little endeavor. Um, you know, but then also I looked at the E drive 40, which there's not as many of those out there. And frankly, I was just looking for the first demo car I could get my hands on or someone who had, who had ordered one, um, that wasn't going to pick it up, but they're pretty popular right now. And I think everyone yeah. who can get their hands on them does, but with the E drive 40, I mean, that thing is still, that's got a 301 mile range. Um, and it's still zero to 60 and, 5.5 seconds hmm. it's still a quick car um yeah. and it's it's priced you know really well i think it starts at 55 but then it's got a 7500 tax credit available on it sure. if you qualify you were talking about curb weight the curb weight on your m50 here is 5018 pounds um your model y is sitting at 4500 pounds where the model 3 is at 42 so from the m50 down to the model 3 you know, you're talking almost a thousand pounds of weight, 500 mm -hmm. pounds for the Model Y difference. I mean, that's. Yeah. yeah, you feel it too. I mean, and I've been driving the Model Y back and forth, taking the kids in. I haven't put the car seats into the uh, BMW yet, but you can really feel it. Hmm. I mean, it's, it's substantial. Um, you feel like you're driving more of a tank. I mean, it's a, it's a, it feels more like a GT car than, you know, a lot of people try to compare the M50 to you know, an M3, which is not a full M car. And I think they're kind of doing a disservice there, but just because it's almost as fast or if not faster than a lot of the M3 and M3 competition right. cars. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a heavy vehicle. You can feel it. Okay. So for full disclosure on this, Bryant isn't here with us today to defend himself, but I am going to tease him regardless. Um, like we talked about the EV6, you listened to last, last episode. Um, there's different drive modes. And we talked about how Bryant likes to keep his EV6. I think it's called the old man drive mode. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what Kia calls it. Sure. But um, That'd be accurate, I think. Yeah, right. So that's what he kept it in when he bought the brand new car. Does does the BMW have an old man drive mode or did you use that? They have an eco pro mode. So let's talk about my trip back down. Uh, yes, they, they do have. They've got three different, almost like four different modes. They, so they have eco pro, they have comfort, they have sport and the sport boost. Okay. And Eco Pro, which I had it just because I wasn't familiar with the route I was taking, um, and it was a holiday weekend, and I was going to go through DC. Which anyone who's been through DC before, it's terrible or can be terrible if you hit it the wrong time of day, um, especially holiday weekend. I was a little bit nervous about that. So yes, I did put it in the old man driving mode or <laughs> the um, try to make it to my destination mode. But here's a funny thing: when I Put it in that mode one it's still a heck of a fast car i was surprised at how um still enthusiast oriented it was 
Hmm. It wasn't the crazy speed that when when you put it all the way up into sport boost, but it's it still will give almost any car on the road currently you know, a run for its money. It's still very a very fast car. But um, what I noticed with that 270 mile range is when I left, and this I'll kind of dive into the details here. I apologize, but when I picked up the car at 100 percent, it was charged to 100 percent. The range that was showing, even though you know it's quote unquote stickered at two two hundred seventy miles of range, it was showing two hundred and fifty four miles. And so my first thought was, well, that's not good. Um, yeah. So the, whoever was driving it before, because of course the computer tabulates based on your driving, what you can expect. I think the people who were driving before had a had a pretty fun time, which I don't blame them. Um, <laughs> in, in town or driving or whatever it may be. Anyway, so I get on the road and that number, um, you know, I was on the highway, just actually started going up and up and up and up and up. And when I was at 89% battery, it was at 274 miles of range, wow. which was more than what stated at a full charge. So that was interesting. And then when I got to my first charging stop, which is 150 miles away, I had 50% battery left. And it was showing 150 miles left. So hmm. I was like, okay, so is this really a 300 you know, mile range car? Went to my next destination. Calculations were the same. And so far, I'm pretty sure, and I'm, you know, again, not driving this like Bryant probably does. Bryant can't defend himself, so I'll make fun of him. <laughs> but I wasn't driving like Bryant. I was driving um, appropriately, keeping up with the flow of traffic, and we were we were moving at a decent rate of speed. It really overperformed. It really did. So BMW kind of sandbagged it. I feel like, and these things are overperforming. So they sandbagged with the zero to sixty time. There's no doubt in my mind, because mm. it's way faster than three point seven zero to sixty. And I feel like they sandbagged with the um, range, mm. and so those were very pleasant surprises. That it's a heck of a car. It really, really is, especially with the price point. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And I'm sorry that you had to make that make that journey solo. I wish I could have been there to make fun of you too. But well, I mean, it would have been a good time. But you know, unfortunately, fortunately for myself, that you weren't there. So it's uh, maybe next time. Sure. You're listening to the Plug In for More podcast. If you're looking for information on electric vehicles, electric vehicles components, or information on how to reduce your carbon footprint, look no further than EVUniverse.com. EVUniverse.com is your one-stop shop for all things related to electric vehicle. The M50 is at $65,000, and yeah. BMW did just increase their price across the board for these things, I believe about $1,400, and then also increased the price of options. Yeah. The eDrive 40 starts at 55, and these are both before um, the tax incentive. So sure. you can take off 7,500 off each of those numbers. But when I look at the eDrive 40 and I compare it to the top trim level of the gas version, so the um, four grand coupe, hmm. when you take out the tax credit, those are dead even. Yeah. Does yours have the wireless Apple CarPlay? It does. That's nice. An Android Auto as well. And is that screen, the wraparound screen, I'm just looking at stock photos right now, but is it like, is it actually continuous the whole way around or does it have like breaks where you can see individual panels inside of that piece of glass? It looks continuous. I'm sure there is, but I think yeah. they did a good job. 
and it's, it's super responsive too. The iDrive 8 is great, mm. very responsive. You can move tiles, which is your personalization stuff for your phone or the charging or whatever it may be. Um, you can adjust it on the fly. It's got a heads up display too, which is great because that's a color heads up display, which oh, cool. is really neat. And it's configurable so you can see your not only your route, but your radio stations, all that kind of thing through the heads up display. Well, that seemed quick. What else do you want to talk about? One thing that was really funny, though, um, then the, the driver who picked me up, great guy, auto enthusiast from a young age, but he had a question about the how I was getting back with the first electric car that they've sold because they haven't sold one there. And he was hmm. very curious on that. How, you know, are you going to spend the night somewhere? And that was his question. It was, where are you going to spend the night? Yeah. And then with me, not, you know, it didn't trigger the right response on me. I was like, you know, what do you mean? Why would I need to spend the night? I don't need to camp anywhere. Um, I don't, it's not across country. It's nine hours away. Right. And he's like, well, you know, those things take what, 10 hours to charge overnight. And I was like, oh, okay. He didn't understand. He didn't know about level two charging or level three charging um, and the DC fast charging network that I was going to be utilizing on the way home. Okay. And those staff were, because of the overperformance of the car and how well it did with the range, I mean, I had a 16 minute stop and then a 21 minute stop. Hmm. And that was, I mean, again, by the time I got in the store, grabbed something, went to the restroom, jumped back in the car, I was getting yeah. warned about idle fees. So, wow. yeah. so what speed will that car charge to? So what BMW says on their website for a DC fast charge is about 97 miles in 10 minutes. And a little bit more than that, if you get the E-Drive 40, uh, you know, it's a 200 kilowatt charger in that car, uh, or okay. that, that's, that's what's capable of charging um, you know, speed wise. So it's not going to be as fast as Bryant's um, EV6, which is I think at 350, if you can find yeah. a, a capable charger, right? Right. Yeah. And most the one, the two that I hit were at 150 kilowatt hours um, versus, you know, anything more. So it didn't really do me any extra good to have that extra speed available in that car. But, you know, yeah. if you do hit a, a charger that can handle it, then absolutely. I keep on to make BMW jokes. I have been driving like a porcupine. <laughs> well, yeah. So what's the, is it the same for an electric BMW, Mike? Is the... I think so. I think that saying would probably, um, no yeah. offense to any BMW drivers out there, I've been one for many years and I like some sayings, I think there might be some truth behind it. This one, from my experience, there is some truth behind it. Again, you know, I apologize, but the whole, you know, what's the difference between a porcupine and a BMW driver? And I'll let you finish the rest. I won't say it on the podcast here, but um, uh, it does make you drive, makes you feel more comfortable driving aggressively when you necessarily shouldn't. Mm. Um, and so, you know, again, that's their enthusiast ultimate driving machine, kind of the branding, I think, goes along with it. Um, but it, it's end of the day, it's a really nice handling car and, and it, it begs to be driven hard. Well, Mike, I appreciate you joining today and talking about your new car. I'm excited to see it and hear more about it. And I hope, you know, as we go forward, we'll get, you know, a, a two week, one month kind of, you know, review on it and it'll look at, you know, the longevity of this car and to give our listeners a, a little bit more backstory and a wider span of vehicles. 
Well, thanks for having me and uh, looking forward to those, those next podcasts and giving those updates because I'm sure it will be a fun, fun ride. Thank you for listening to Plug In For More. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. In the meantime, check out the one-stop EV marketplace, eVuniverse.com. Until next time.